the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. By Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump says he'll announce his pick for the Supreme Court July 9th. It is exciting, though. There's something from day one. I've heard outside of war and peace, of course, the most important decision you make is the selection of a Supreme Court judge, if you get it. And as you know, there have been many presidents that never got a choice. You know, they went four years, they went eight years, and they never had a choice. And here we are at two already. Mr. Trump will seek to fill the seat being vacated by Anthony Kennedy, who announced this week he's retiring at the end of next month. National Security Agency deleting more than 685 million call records the government obtained from telecommunications companies since 2015. The uh, After former NSA contractor Edward Snowden leaked documents revealing extensive government surveillance, Congress passed a law that ended that in 2015. This is SRN News. Michael Medved has a legitimate question for Democrats. What is it you want the Republicans to do? You want the Republicans to tell a Republican president that we are going to delay approving your Republican nominee because the Democrats might take over control of the Senate and then they would be able to block any Trump nominee? I mean, this is insanity. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, we are Intelligent Radio for the Twin Cities, more of Mitch Berg and the Narn in just a few moments. Don't forget to like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook, a great way to stay up to date on what's happening at the station and also win some prizes. That's pretty cool stuff right there. Your forecast for the day today, a daytime high of right around 88. Heat index values, not as bad as yesterday, but right around 95. Tonight, some showers and thunderstorms are expected, mainly in the overnight hours. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. Making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, is all going on 17 years now, dominating Twin Cities political blogging, uh, largely because most of the rest of them have given up and quit. I'm still there, still at it, uh, and I'll be at it until... I'll be at it until, well, at least uh, until Kim Jong-un uh, honors an agreement with us to talk uh, about this. One of uh, one of the one of my favorite guests of recent weeks uh, to talk about the very subject that we talked about a few weeks back. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Anthony Schaefer, uh, former U.S. Army uh, intelligence officer, uh, currently a fellow with the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, Colonel Schaefer, welcome back to the broadcast today. Hey, Mitch, thanks for having me. Good to be on with you. Absolutely great to have you. Now, last time we talked, it was on the, uh, I believe it was the weekend that Donald Trump was uh, flying to Singapore or anticipating flying to Singapore to uh, meet with Kim Jong-un and right. to uh, make uh, to hold a historic summit with the North Koreans with an aim towards dealing with the nuclear crisis. It's been a few weeks. Uh Boy, shut the door. They seem to. There's word is leaked out that they're they're cheating on the uh, on on the agreement that they reached. Let's go back a bit, uh, Colonel Schaefer. When you heard the news coming out of Singapore from the president and from from the media, what was your impression of the of the agreement that had been reached and of the uh, the, the conduct of the summit that happened? Well, it's it's always the devils in the details. They agreed upon a general framework of going to, forward. And there's two things that have to happen now. And, yeah, there's uh, look, we anticipated that there would be some fudging. And, and this is where historically things always go off the rails uh, because there's been agreements between the Clinton 
the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, the Obama administration, and they all caved. And this is where it's going to be a test of wills. Uh, if we see uh, they can, uh, the North Koreans continue to deviate from the basic framework, we're going to have to go back and relook it. And I don't believe for a minute this president's going to say, oh, never mind, we're just going to continue to move forward. And so, you know, it, again, this has been their pattern, and I don't think anybody on our side is, is deceived by it. I, you know, I've been meeting with the members of the administration on this, and uh, as, a, as an old Korean hand, I worked, you know, I worked a, a, an oper- a black operation in North Korea back when Jim Holsey was director of CIA. So I'm pretty familiar with how they do business. And so my advice is, and I, I, I'd like to believe the president's going to accept this, is if they, if they keep going off track, then say, hey, deal's off. We're not going to deal with you. And we're going back to continuing our maximum effort. And remember, the only concession we made was to delay, to, to essentially suspend an exercise. There's been no other concessions on our side. So uh, we've not let up on the economic sanctions. We've not let up on any of the targeting of their uh, uh, activities globally, trying to shut them down. And so Owen's going to have to make a choice. You can behave badly and we'll go back and continue to put the pressure on you and you'll eventually collapse. Or you can go back and look at the deal we've offered you. That's that's the two choices he has right now. Now, well, let's come back to the, the response that the president could or should take uh, in a moment yeah. here. I, I, what I'd like to talk about briefly is your impressions of of the, the, the media, what, what the media has chosen to take away and what, what the, the opposition, I guess, for lack of a better term, has chosen to take away. The two things that just struck me as howlers, Colonel Schaefer, are, yeah. uh, number one, uh, before, uh, when, 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 Kim, uh, when Donald Trump was... Uh, having his sparring with Kim Jong-un via Twitter, uh, that great diplomatic tool, uh, the the usual chattering classes go, why aren't you being more diplomatic? In the meantime, since Singapore, when Donald Trump has been perhaps excessively officious towards Kim Jong-un, you've got the chattering classes going, why are you being so diplomatic? Suddenly they realize Kim Jong-un is a dictator for the first time in my adult lifetime. Uh, That's just one incongruity in the response to Singapore that I've just, I've got to, I've got to talk about with someone, Colonel Schaefer. Well, no, I mean, you, you see it as clearly as many of us do. I mean, look, this, this is echoed across the board on the left. I mean, they're all about trying to put children back with their parents who cross illegally in America, but they're all about abor- abortion and killing kids. I mean, right. this is the, the, the this is the complete lack of, of clear thinking on their side. So this expands to the national security policy. Yep. Let me tell you something. I, your, your listeners ought to check out something. I don't normally plug things I'm not part of, but HBO did a special called The Final Year, uh, which outlines the Obama foreign policy. Yes. And boy, I, I recommend it because it was supposed to be a victory lap for the administration. The next thing you know, you got Ben Rhodes crying at the end of it. I mean, it's, 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 it's priceless. Absolutely. Uh, but, but it helps illustrate your point. Everything the left does is from emotion. So what you see here, Mitch, is an emotional reaction to the Twitter. Oh, my goodness, we're all going to war. We're all going to die. And then, you know, oh, my goodness, you're actually doing this now. You're, you're actually talking to a madman. How can this be? Uh, there, there's absolutely no way to win with the left unless they're doing it and you got to give them a pass. The second takeaway I had, Colonel Schaefer, and I think this is yeah. very proximate to this week, is when the news came out, when Reuters broke the story that there seems to be some activity at some of the secret North Korean nuke sites uh, in, in, yeah. in moving towards new weapons, you had the chattering classes go up and say, hey, <laughs> snark, snark, didn't they have an agreement about this? Well, I guess this is a big defeat for the president here, as if this was the end of the road and it gives me the impression that the other side is playing checkers and the president should he avail himself of the opportunity as i believe you suggested has an opportunity to play one heck of a chess move here yeah exactly i mean look it's one of those situations where there's been some things that have never before been been done look i I think twitter is a great tool to get under people's skins i'm getting under snowflake skins constantly on twitter (laughs) by saying the truth yeah so i yeah and so but then to go back the other way to kind of ratchet back and go full into the diplomatic thing and see what can be done. That's great. It's incremental. Uh, this is a process. And let's remember, this whole thing on, North, on nuclear weapons actually started before, well before um, the, the, the Clinton administration, before the 90s. Right. So we didn't, we didn't get here to this point overnight. We're not going to fix things with two men sitting in Singapore talking things out. Uh, this is going to be something that has to be done incrementally. And again, 
One of the things the North Koreans, I think, are counting on is us caving like every other time we've entered a negotiation with them. And again, I just don't see it this time. I, I think President Trump's going to hold the line and he's going to remind them, hey, this, this, these are your options. There are only two options. One is good. One is bad. It's your choice. Now, the, what I'm looking for here and perhaps perhaps I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm searching for a, the historical fallacy here, the idea that history is cyclical in some ways. And yet the, the, the only real parallel I have to this in my lifetime, at least my cognitive lifetime, is Ronald Reagan in, in 1986 in Reykjavik, and uh, yeah. when, when yeah. he wasn't getting what he wanted out of Gorbachev, he picked up and walked right. away, and the world acted yeah. like the world was coming to an end. And in fact, it was the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union. Right. Uh, look, uh, one of my very closest friends and mentors is Bud McFarlane, who who was an ex security advisor to President Reagan. Okay. And we have talked we have talked in great detail about the very event you're talking about. And Bud said, "Walk away. Yes. Just do it against." against the advice of every other of the chattering class, and Bud was correct. So uh, you're absolutely correct. Uh, you know, and Bud is one of our senior fellows at the Linux Center, too. He's one of my close friends. We're meeting Monday to talk out some of this stuff. And that's it. You, you've hit upon the very center issue of what made Reagan uh, amazing and what I, why I think this president will emulate that very thing. That's right. I mean, walking away is 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 negotiation 101 for every businessman right. in the world. And it's unthinkable to people whose fundamental uh, approach is, is, for lack of a better term, diplomatic. I mean, the, the institutional diplomacy. You just don't walk away if you're a diplomat. That's, that's where trouble right. starts. That's encouraging and, and, to well, me. Well, yeah, and, and remember in Reykjavik, uh, the Soviets were trying to have us negotiate something away that we didn't even have. They wanted us to give up strategic defense initiative. We didn't have it, but they didn't know that. That's so right. The, the, what we were negotiating, what they wanted, we couldn't have given them even if they, we wanted to. So this is where the brilliance of skilled negotiation has to be the way we proceed, not with going with what the chattering class says every time they don't like what's going on. So to the best of your knowledge, and you are you yeah. obviously have a background in intelligence, what is going on in North Korea right now? What happened when Kim came back to Pyongyang? What, what, what have been, to the best of your, to your best guess at least, have been the machinations among the North Korean leadership since everybody came home from Singapore? Well, two things in particular, and one is already kind of, there's a parallel of what happened when the emperor of Japan decided to surrender to the United States. If you recall, at the very end of World War II, there were elements of the Japanese military who just did not want to give up. Yep. They had invested their entire existence on, on war. And frankly, that's one of the things UN is going to have to deal with, is those unruly elements. And there was an article recently about some journal being killed because of rations. Uh, i got to tell you something. I'm pretty sure that journal was not killed about rations. I'm pretty sure that journal didn't get the memo that they're thinking about changing direction. So, you know, those sorts of things are going to be uh, problematic. Uh, he's going to have to take care of some of those who don't simply want to come around. I think UN does see benefit, but I think there's going to be elements advising him to go back to the old way. Secondly, he's going to have to figure out for himself uh, what is best for him and the leadership of the country. And I think one of the notable things about this president, and again, Reagan and the way he did things, he made it about the man in front of him, not about the country. And I think President Trump understands Un. I think Un is a millennial. That <laughs> says yeah. a lot about Un. Yes. And there's certain ways of dealing with millennials. So, you know, we're, we're not talking about old guys who survived the Great Patriotic War in the Soviet Union. We're talking about a millennial who was educated in Europe. Uh, but again, I think uh, we've got some pretty good understanding of that. And look, Mike Pompeo being over at state uh, is, a, is a really good thing. I think Mike's giving him some really good advice. I know Mike. Uh, I think Mike is a very uh, sound thinker. So uh, I think the other thing that has to do is decide, um, again, what what's going to be best and how to organize his own internal resources uh, to move forward. Talking about those internal resources, I mean, Kim yeah. rules over a military that is essentially the, the backbone of that country, and right. you could look at it as a monster that was created by two generations of his ancestors, Kim Il-sung and Kim, right. uh, Kim uh, Jong-il. That's right, right. exactly right. So is, he is a millennial. He all, he's also dealing for his very survival against factions in a monster that he inherited but didn't create. I, I can't imagine. I mean, let's just let's describe some good uh, motivations to the guy. I can't imagine uh, what it must be like trying to walk that tightrope between uh, being the, the man on the biggest horse and maintaining control of that monster. 
Yeah, yeah, Mitch, you're you're, you're spot on on that. Look, uh, the KPA, the Korean People's Army, has been bred for war. It is like the Klingon Empire on steroids. That's all they know. And so the idea of ratcheting that back and somehow gaining their confidence that, hey, maybe deviating from what you've been told for the past 50 years is a good thing is going to be tough. The other thing that happens every time we saw a a regime change, you saw incremental change of who ran those uh, internal uh, directorates and units. Uh, Basically, you had to get your own people in place. And this was done very severely. I mean, we're talking about assassinations. Uh, we're talking about very severe removal of people. And when you retire, you're not going to retire to some uh, Caribbean island with a nice pension. It's more like, uh, you know, here's uh, here's two bullets in the back of the head. Yeah. So that's all going on right now. You know, don't, let's not be believing that they're a monolithic. Everything is just so. And we he says something that happens. It's much more nuanced than that. And, and again, that's something that we'll have to watch for. Uh, we don't want a military junta taking him out and taking over, because that is always a possibility in a country like this. Can we keep you for another segment, uh, Colonel Schaefer? Sure. This is, I want, I want to talk, absolutely fantastic. We're talking with uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, uh, Army Intelligence Officer, Senior Fellow at the London Center for Policy Research, about uh, the news coming out of North Korea since Singapore. Go nowhere. By the way, if you got a call, question 651-289-4488. Give us a holler. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. And with Tums on the go rules, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Freedom. One nation in all of human history was built on that bedrock. Ours. A republic of the people, by the people, and for the people. Self-government requires freedom, just as freedom requires an individual willingness to self-govern. Freedom has made America exceptional, but it can only last as long as you and I seek the good, as expressed by the laws of nature and nature's God. It can only last if you and I choose to act as people of character. Forging character has been the pursuit of Hillsdale College since 1844. Hillsdale College forges character and elevates civic discourse both on campus and nationwide. To find out how you can take their free online courses or receive a complimentary subscription to Imprimus, a monthly speech digest, visit hillsdalefreedom.com. That's hillsdalefreedom.com. If you're listening to this in a car, it's making sure you're moving forward. If you've ever flown on a plane from the MSP airport, it's helping you get to your destination. When Amazon delivers a box to your door, it's made sure the order gets to you. It's the Embridge Line 3 oil pipeline. It's how Minnesota gets the oil we need to create the fuel and other products that we use every day in every part of Minnesota. Line 3 is very important, but it needs to be replaced. The best way to protect our environment is to replace aging infrastructure with a state-of-the-art pipeline that uses the newest technology available. That's why Embridge has worked hard to create the right plan and the best way to make sure this happens. Replacing Line 3 will protect our economy and protect the environment, while maintaining the quality of life in our communities. That's also why our group, Minnesotans for Line 3, wants to make sure Minnesota does the right thing and lets this project move forward. To learn more and to join us, please visit minnesotansforline3.com. That's minnesotansforline, the number 3.com. Minnesotans for Line3.com. Hey, honey. Hi. Sitting in the garage again, huh? Yeah. All alone? Yeah. On our son's bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. And when you ride with us for four straight years without an accident, we won't count your first one against you, no matter how much it costs. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Accident forgiveness not available in all states. AF 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call if you have questions for Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. Russia. 
talking about uh, the aftermath of the Singapore uh, summit between uh, the president and Kim Jong-un uh, a couple of weeks back. And the, the word that the, the North Koreans are already starting to, and uh, not at all unpredictably, starting to try and push their way around the edges of the, of the agreement to see how much they can get away with. And Colonel Schaefer, as we both pointed out last time we talked, and as you mentioned earlier, I mean, this is the way these things have always gone. Agreement has happened. There is much fanfare. There's much rejoicing. One of the Kims or another, whichever one is applicable, starts pushing away to see what they can get away with. Uh, and eventually the president at hand, whether it's Clinton, Bush, Obama, uh, they eventually wind up caving in and uh, a whole, the whole thing reboots from phase one, except that, that the Koreans get a little closer to being able to hit us, hypothetically. Right. This time, Kim pushes. Uh, Trump does what? What, what, what's, what do you see Trump doing in the, in, in the coming weeks? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Mike Pompeo, I think, is right on top of this. Mike has been very effective in trying to understand and be very clear on what is going to be permissible and not permissible related to going forward. So as much as I think we're, we're all worried about what the North Koreans are doing, it's expected. So right now, in back channels, especially with the Chinese, we're going back and forth trying to figure out a way to, to make this work. The other thing that we had to have happen, and this is something – that is going to be a bit tricky, but is the nuclear weapons thing. Look, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think a few weeks ago when John Bolton said uh, the North Koreans have the Libya model waiting for them if they don't watch out, I think that was unhelpful. With that said, uh, there is something that the North Koreans have that the Libyans did not have, and that is China. China has the ability to essentially provide the North Koreans the the nuclear protection that we give the South Koreans and Japanese, uh, you know, they, they are under our nuclear umbrella. So I think that's one of the things the North Koreans have to be convinced is that the North, that, that hey, if you give, give up your nukes, it's not like you have, you know, uh, the, uh, the option of Libya waiting for you because you have the Chinese to help guarantee your protection. So part of this simply is trying to make sure behind the scenes, quietly, those sorts of things are addressed and worked. Because, you know, Kim is well aware of what happened to Libya and Muammar Gaddafi. He does not want to see that end. And that's part of the job uh, of the diplomatic team right now behind the scenes to make sure that things like that are made clear. And it does open the door and it paved the way for our direct. And this is one of the key things, our direct ability to look at sites, the nuclear sites, to have our U.S. eyes on target. That's not that's not negotiable. So as soon as I think some of these larger details are worked and the North Koreans are warned, if you deviate, if you continue to act out, you're going to lose the deal. I think it'll come around. But, you know, if we if we talk about two months from now, I think we're going to be seeing that things are back on track. I just don't see this president buckling. And I do see some very severe warnings being given behind the scenes to the North Koreans at this point in time. You think the Chinese, what do you think the Chinese are standing on this? I mean, I've seen I've heard the uh, North Koreans described as a two edged sword vis-a-vis the Chinese for quite some time now. I mean, the Chinese right. are every bit as paranoid about foreigners on their borders as the Russians ever were. And for much the same reasons. I mean, they've been they've been overrun by one wave of foreigners or another throughout their history. And on the other hand, it's it's like living next door to a crack dealer. I mean, they they're not the most stable neighbors to have. Uh, how do you think the Chinese are seeing uh, seeing the way things are right now? All the things you just said have been pointed out to the Chinese very uh, directly via via diplomatic channels. Uh, one of the reasons right now, ironically, the border between North Korea and China is shut down is because of an outbreak of tuberculosis in North Korea. Okay. So it's like having a crack addict who's infected, too. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, sir, I mean, this is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so the Chinese have been, you know, it's like, hey, they're your problem. I mean, if they collapse, it's on you. So, again, I, I think it, it, we recognize that the severe uh, restrictions on the North Koreans, on their economy, on their people, could result in the collapse of the country. And if that happens, the North, Kore- the North Koreans are going to turn to the Chinese, and the Chinese are going to have to deal with the border. And, you know, I would predict if, if it goes bad, you could see a real border clash with the North Koreans and the Chinese. So, you know, to, to remind the Chinese politely, you're the one holding uh, you know, the sword here, and you can use it for good or bad. And, and, and by the way, the bad would be, result in bad things happening to you as well. So it, some of this is simply uh, exercising uh, the uh, idea of reminding them of enlightened self-interest. You do have interest here, China. Your interest is to see a stable region. You want to continue to have economic development, prosperity. 
supporting the North Koreans and pushing them towards collapse or allowing them to collapse, probably not a good idea. Exactly. And it's been interesting. We had, a, as a guest a few weeks, uh, some time ago, a representative from a group, uh, Liberty in North Korea, a group of South Koreans, actually, uh, from Seoul, who are working with refugees from North Korea. And they're describing the, the, the demographic problem that the Chinese are already facing along their border. You mentioned the tuberculosis outbreak. It's, 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 I mean, the illegal immigration problem alone that they've been having has been destabilizing to that, that part of China in its own right. And, and I have to think they can see what they're looking at if they don't get on the stick here well that's, that's right and so so what we have to re- recognize is that part of what president trump is trying to do is actually uh, enable and emphasize the regional partners especially china that you've got to get behind this too so some of this has to be the chinese going through their channels dealing with un as well and again when when we see him deviating we're going to remind the chinese that, hey, your, your pal here is not abiding to what we've all agreed upon. And part of this is going to have to be the Chinese putting pressure on them as well. Uh, so, again, it's, it's going to be incremental. It's going to be a challenge. And no one believes this is going to happen overnight. But, uh, you know, I, I'd say within a, a certain amount of time, we will see some level of, uh, of formally ending the war. I still think that, we're, that formally ending the Korean conflicts on the table. I think that'll happen before the end of the year. Wow. And the, the, de- the denuclearization, I think, is going to take a little bit longer, but I think that's going to be something we'll see progress on, too. You know, you almost, you, you sort of stole the thunder of my next question, but I'll, I'll run it anyway here. I, yeah. I, I've been through a couple, several, obviously three before, uh, rounds of these summits and, and negotiations and raisings of hopes and dashings thereof. I, I'm right. starting to think I might be right in thinking that we're holding a much, much better hand this time around on this, our fourth attempt in the last uh, couple of decades. I mean, holding a much better hand in approaching the North Koreans uh, this time, even if you leave the battle of personalities uh, between Trump and and uh, and Kim out of it. Uh, I think it feels like we're much holding a much better hand than, than during the Obama and Bush administrations. Well, I agree. Look, uh, I know the two men in charge of the Pentagon right now, Jim Mattis and, and General Joe Dunford, the chairman. Yes. And these these men do not mess around. So, uh, <laughs> no, they they are they are not the kind to be trifled with regarding military operations. And they've both said that we don't seek war, but we will go to war. And then you have a president who, again, has made it very clear. Um, look, I'm not playing the game. You know, I'm not I'm not Bush. I'm not Obama. I'm not Clinton. And, uh, you know, we don't expect to get the same, you know, be treated like they treated you. And those two things alone, I think, are going to be very, you know, monumental and pushing forward uh, a different path. But again, to break the paradigm and the business of the past is going to take some time. You know, saying it and doing it are two different things. You've got to follow through. You've got to walk the walk now to make sure that people understand this is what's going to happen. Now, when you talk in terms of formal ending of the Korean War, uh, Colonel Schaefer, that that yeah. is the one that's caught me by surprise here so far. I, I can see almost all of this. This is the first I've heard anybody talking seriously uh, outside of media posturing about the the possibility of a formal end to the Korean War. Got about a minute and a half, Colonel uh, left, Colonel yeah. Schaefer. Uh, what makes you think that that is actually in the cards, not only at all, but in the near future? Well, that's going to be one of the first things that's going to remind the KPA, the key Korean People's Army, look, it's really over. We are really done with this. And again, this is as much to remind UN's own people that there is going to be a change. I don't see a complete everybody dismantling, dismantling their armies right away. I mean, it's going to take some time for that to happen as well. Right. Uh, we just opened a, a, a base south of Seoul, outside of artillery range, which says, hey, we're serious about maintaining our status or if we need to. But I think that would be something in good faith both sides could look upon and say, this is progress. I think it's something that, that everybody, everybody in the world would uh, would want to see. And somehow, and somehow, Kim will find a way to walk back the state of constant war that totalitarians need to, to, to remain in control. I mean, that'll be, that'll be an interesting bit of uh, chess playing in and of itself, walking back that rhetoric that keeps uh, totalitarians in power. You see that happening. Yeah, I do. And I know that that's part of uh, what's being discussed right now within uh, within the uh, Trump administration is how, how that can be done. And, and wow. this is a it's a huge problem. But yes, that's the, uh, that I can tell you from my direct discussions, that's the direction it's going. 
Well, we have got a lot to check back on over the next year or so, <laughs> Colonel Schaefer. Absolutely. A pleasure, as always. Let's sure do this again that. as developments happen. Absolutely a pleasure to talk to you, as always. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, uh, retired U.S. Army uh, Lieutenant Colonel and currently Senior Fellow for the London Center for Policy Research. It's going to make for a very interesting year or so looking ahead here, no question about it. And all of your uh, friends on the left who are snarking and tut-tutting now about how uh, Trump has walking around with egg on his uh, face or in his orange hair are are perhaps uh, being a little premature with a little luck. Uh, we can certainly hope so. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking about the Supreme Court when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh, man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through, American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Oh, so much stuff coming up here. First of all, today, 4 o'clock, Kelly Gunderson and uh, Kim Crockett are joined by uh, the attorney, Jeffrey Schwab, who represented the Janus case, which just gave... Public employees are hard shot to the gut. Huge victory for democracy. By the way, also tomorrow, Andrew Parker discussing the Supreme Court. And uh, also the Trump rally in Fargo this past week. 
That's coming up tomorrow. Also up tomorrow, I will be filling in for Brad Carlson, who will be off on assignment. So make sure you tune in. We'll have uh, we'll be talking about a wide variety of subjects, and um, those will include. I don't know. I, ne- I never know what I'm going to talk about before I go on. But there's no shortage of news this week. I mean, I could I could go on I, I could go on four hours right now. Unfortunately, I will get to to do that exactly tomorrow from one o'clock till three during the new two hour edition of the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad taking a much needed break uh, off on a set break. What am I saying? He's off on assignment. He's doing his thing. And uh, that'll be that'll. That'll be tomorrow. So we'll be able to do this all again. Also, uh, meet some of Brad's audience on the weekends. So uh, anyway, perhaps you heard it was in all the papers. Uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy has announced his retirement at the end of the Supreme Court term. Now, if you listen to this broadcast, read my blog, this is not news to you. You knew this was coming up. Uh, there has been talk for well over a year that, uh, that Anthony Kennedy was going to retire. He There was some discussion, as I recall, that he would have done it at the end of the last term. Uh but he made it official this past week. It's the end of an era. Anthony Kennedy announced his retirement. Uh, he sent a letter to the president announcing that effective July 31st, he will end his active status as an associate justice on the Supreme Court. And he said, quote, please permit me uh, by this letter uh, to express my profound gratitude for having had the privilege to seek in each case uh, how best to know, interpret, and defend the Constitution and the laws that must always conform to its mandates and promises. Now, that's hunky-dory. He also was appointed to the Supreme Court. He's been there for 31 years. Ronald Reagan appointed him. And one of a couple of appointments that happened during the Reagan and Bush 41 eras that came back to bite conservatives. Kennedy has voted with the conservatives on a number of issues, uh, notably the Heller decision and uh, and some others. Uh, the Heller decision was the big one, uh, but also on... Uh, on Citizens United, he voted with a 5-4 conservative majority. Also on some of the health care reform cases back during the Obama administration that changed the uh, the focus of Obamacare. But he's also voted with the left on gay rights, gay marriage, abortion, and affirmative action. Uh, so he's, and, and worst of all, perhaps, he's relished his status as perhaps the most powerful person in America during all of his years in office. I mean, being the, the swing vote between four conservatives and four liberals is enough to uh, it, it, it makes it makes you drunk with power. I think it's fair to say uh, there are some uh, analysts who have been calling Kennedy exactly that someone who who in his in, in his legal opinion writing seemed to have let his status as the most important person, certainly the most important jurist in America, go to his head. Uh, read some criticisms of his work that said he was given to uh, approaching his opinions with some rather excessively florid enthusiasm, but not necessarily incredibly deep legal thinking. Uh, and of course, there's something to be said for the fact that, uh, on the other hand, that uh, everyone disliked him for the, the fact that he was a swing vote. Everyone loved him and everyone hated him. Well, I will say this. I will I will love him for this, and that is that he chose uh, 2018 to retire rather than 2015. Thank goodness. Uh, because, as I've noted on this broadcast for the last couple of years, I've never been a Donald Trump fan. Now that he's the president, I have found some things to like and accept about him, and I'm signing some things that still disturb me. I think his uh, willingness to rush into a trade war is fundamentally destructive, as I believed it would be before he was ever elected and when we were talking about Trump before the election. And I'd be more than willing to discuss this with all of you uh, diehard Trump fans out there. I think it's a discussion we need to have as a conservative movement and as a Republican Party and as a country, quite frankly. But the fact that Donald Trump appointed Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, and now he has a golden opportunity now to uh, replace a swing vote, because remember, Gorsuch was a great addition, but he replaced uh, Antonin Scalia, who died in office, died on the bench, if you will. And uh, so basically it was a net even. And thank God that Hillary Clinton uh, didn't win the election because Scalia would have then been replaced by, I I don't know, Kim Jong-un, 
perhaps. We, we Victor Maduro uh, had a good chance of getting a seat on the Supreme Court had Hillary Clinton won uh, the election in 2016. So Antonin Scalia, uh, the appointment of uh, his his demise uh, the, and the appointment of uh, Gorsuch to replace him left us at a net even. Now, Anthony Kennedy's retirement, well, that gives us a golden opportunity for a 5-4 conservative majority that should, by all rights, last for uh, the better part of a generation, uh, God willing. And when you realize that, that Kennedy was 81 and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, I believe, 85 and of dubious health, so we're told, not that I wish anything ill upon her, and I say that with all sincerity. That's what separates us from the howler monkeys on the left is we are decent enough not to wish for other people's pain, suffering, misery, and death for our political gains. But the fact is she's 85. Her health has been dubious for quite some time. And you know the left is rallying their wagons around here because I've been hearing them after years of virtually nothing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg been listening to the liberal media and hearing all sorts of hagiography of all sorts of saint making about Ruth Bader Ginsburg about how uh, about what a what a feminist icon she has become in in recent years which means they're rallying the wagons around here and trying to get people to start thinking about the supreme court and about justices to to get them out and and perhaps whip them up for a, a bit of a protest or two uh, if Donald Trump has the temerity to you know do what he was elected to do Anyway, Donald Trump does have some excellent choices for the office. Your Politico ran down a list, uh, a list that a bunch of my more libertarian conservative friends, uh, one of the members on that list uh, that my libertarian conservative friends are are hot for right now is Amy Coney Barrett, uh, the uh, Seventh Circuit Court in Indiana uh, from Notre Dame Law School, which alone would be fantastic. I mean, we have a, a Supreme Court right now that is almost entirely Ivy Leaguers, and it would be great for the nation to have someone's perspective on that court uh, who is not from the East Coast, not from the Ivy League or Stanford, not from uh, not from with, <laughs> within a few miles of the Asila train corridor. That would be fantastic. I've, I've been hearing great things about Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, certainly worth a look. Uh, Keith Blackwell of the Georgia Supreme Court, uh, also a good, solid conservative, also uh, uh Charles Kennedy, uh, we've been hearing about him for years, former member of the Florida House and the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, Kennedy appointed to the Florida Supreme Court in 2008 and uh, solid, uh, solid jurist. Uh, Stephen Colleton of uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit in Iowa. Allison Ide of Colorado, I think some pundit, I've heard pundits uh, uh, testifying on her behalf here as well. Two women on the short list of six or seven, uh, eight people, Britt Grant from the Georgia Supreme Court, a lot of Georgia Supreme Court members here um, as well. And, and so we've got, anyway, you've got a political, I post that, I will post that list at shotinthedark.info after the broadcast here today so you can kind of see who we're uh, discussing here. But we have a uh, a uh, solid list of of good, solid conservative jurists from whom Donald Trump can choose, and and word has it that Trump has been thinking about this for a while, uh, because again, as we mentioned at the top of the segment here, uh, this is not news. If you've been following uh, the rumor mill for some time now, uh, this Anthony Kennedy's departure was not breaking news to you. You'd heard this, so the big left is already gathering their, uh, basically mustering their forces to try and, uh, and and go after whoever the nominee is. You're hearing a lot of whining about uh, about the Republicans in the Senate, uh, wondering why they why they didn't pass Merrick Garland, uh, but they're they're going to jam through one of Trump's appointees as fast as they can. Well, that's fairly simple. Uh, Barack Obama was a lame duck. And imported Merrick Garland to the court in uh, at, at virtually the last minute, uh, as far as his campaign goes. And the fact is, as far as his uh, presidency goes, and the fact is, it is the president's, uh, the Senate's job to confirm or not confirm Supreme Court nominees. Which brings us to the B word. Certain parties on the left have brought up the specter of Robert Bork to uh, in in this context here. The uh, the United States Senate, of course, fought back against Ronald Reagan 
30 years ago and uh, managed to scupper the nomination of Robert Bork and, uh, and basically the first great, utterly, completely politicized Supreme Court nomination. Uh, I mean, there had been some politics, obviously, in Supreme Court, no- Supreme Court nominations before, going back to Franklin D. Roosevelt's uh, packing of the court during the, the Great Depression, for which our society and economy is still paying dearly today, by the way. Uh, and so there've been, there've been, there's been talk of going back to the Bork years. And in response, I have to say, boy, if the Republicans allow Trump's nominee to get borked in the uh, in the nominations, uh, there is going to have to be heck to pay in this coming election here. And by the way, I'm fairly certain that's one of the reasons that Donald Trump was in Fargo this past week, making sure that we get one more senator uh, on in the red team on in the R column in Washington come the next session. Because if we do have to go around and do this again in the uh, second half of Trump's first term, uh, we're going to need all the votes we can get. We being conservatives, people who want conservative Jewish jurisprudence in this country, especially when we have to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg at some point here. Sorry, it's inevitable. Northern Alliance, oh, God help her. I mean, hope she lives a long, healthy life. But you know the drill. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. Enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Fact. The government will always try to shortchange you in an eminent domain case. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you don't pay them. Kurt Schnitker from the Schnitker Law Office knows how to get the money or due. He'll prove your property is more valuable than what the government says it is. Because of the hassle, most of the time a property owner settles for a smaller portion of what they should be paid. Schnitker Law often gets double or triple what the government offers you. Unless you know the law and how it benefits you, you can end up leaving a lot of money on the table. Don't go it alone and settle for less. Call Schnitker Law. They use appraisers and their extensive knowledge of the law. They know condemnation rules and they know how to negotiate with the government. Schnitker Law uses all these skills to get you what you deserve. Don't take the government's lowball offer. If Schnitker Law doesn't get you more money, you owe them nothing. There's no risk. Call today, 763-252-0114. Schnitker Law Office, online at minnesotaeminentdomain.com. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 
289-4488, the number to call. Hope you can join us. Tune in 4 o'clock for Americans for Prosperity. Kelly Gunderson, Kim Crockett, with Jeffrey Schwab and the Janus decision. Didn't even get to talk about that today. Hugely important decision I didn't get to talk about. So fortunately, we've got AFB to talk about it for you. So make sure you tune in for that. Also, uh, don't forget, well, I'm just going to start getting people uh, tuned up for this here. Uh, July 26th, uh, my band, uh, Elephant in the Room, will be playing a benefit for the Newberger campaign. Uh, out at Willie McCoy's in Champlin. That's up in the northwest side, uh, 169 Hayden Lake. We got a few weeks before this is going to happen, but hope you can, hopefully you can make it out there. Three and a half, almost four weeks out. And by the way, we'll be joined at this uh, benefit by Rick Aguilar and Space Force, uh, featuring the great Roger Garza on guitar. It's going to be a fun, fun gig. By the way, we'll be introducing our new lead singer at this gig, and he will be someone that goes way back with a lot of you fans of the show here. I kid you not. This is going to be a, a reunion, if you will, for a lot of you longtime fans of the Northern Alliance, so stay tuned. By the way, that next night after that, Friday the 27th, Elephant in the Room will be out at the Stillwater LL Eagles, Eagles Club. It's the old, what used to be a famous Dave's out on uh, 36, just inside Stillwater, so make sure you turn out for that. That will be a lot of fun to see you all out there at either, or preferably both of these gigs, Northwest, Northeast. We got all of your... Well, North's covered anyway here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network. <sighs> By the way, speaking of the retirement of Anthony Kennedy, um, I, I, just to make sure I'm absolutely clear about this, I do not wish any harm, illness, uh, or decay upon Ruth Bader Ginsburg or nor any other human being uh, within the pale. Uh, that would be wrong. Uh, that's physical life. I wish no illness or or actual problems not when it comes to whining and uh just being a a whiny little uh spoiled entitled child well i wish that upon the left and they never disappoint uh watching the the parade of calumny on the left that uh that came out on social media after uh, kennedy announced his retirement it was just hilarious i had to say I hate to indulge in schadenfreude, okay? I mean, here's one uh, from a fellow named Matthew Kay, uh, who's a self-styled journalist of sorts, I think. Literally in tears. Haven't helped this, felt this hopeless in a long time. With Justice Kennedy leaving, we now have two options as Americans. Get fitted for your Nazi uniform or report directly to your death camp. How do you fight the darkness without light? I might suggest a Zoloft. How my spark is going out. I don't think it's your spark that's your problem there, uh, Tiger. (laughs) Maybe find some help. (laughs) Another one from uh, Michael Ian Black, who used to be an actor. He was on the great sitcom Ed back in the day. And after that, he's, well, who cares? He's just an ex-star. Stock up on abortions now. Roe v. Wade is gone. Stock up on abortions? Michael Eden Black, in addition to being a, a, a former prominent star, is is an idiot. Uh, Mara, get rid of the Nazis Wilson on Twitter. Oh, I can't say that on the radio. I'm sorry. Ooh, close one. Arthur Schwartz. Oh, he called. I, actually, one of the good guys called this one out. Uh, a fellow named Chris Murphy in Connecticut. I think he's a reporter said, uh, let's call it like it is. The Supreme Court is turning itself into a political arm of the Republican Party, weakening organized labor, upholding GOP gerrymandering, gutting voting rights laws. There was no voting rights laws on the docket this session. And Arthur Schwartz on Twitter, fellow named Arthur Schwartz, who I've never met and probably never will, responded on Twitter, elections have consequences. That was President Obama. January 23rd, 2009. He's right. (laughs) Sorry, Democrats. You blew three elections out of the last four completely. Because of Barack Obama, Republicans swept the Congress. And because of Hillary Clinton, the unthinkable happened. Donald Trump is the president. You lost the elections. You lost. These are the consequences of moving too far to the left of the American people. And so I started this bit out by saying, I hate to indulge in schadenfreude, rejoicing in other people's misfortune. But I guess that was a lie. I'm having a ball. I'm having a blast watching these entitled, entitled spoiled 
children, snowflakes, whimpering and whining and, and uh, about about their own screw up. <laughs> and by the way, uh, making it look like the sky is falling when it's it's not. It's not. Uh, anyway, speaking of the sky is falling, uh, I mentioned that I started the week off at uh, Pride. And, of course, right after that, there was a mass shooting. And as always happens after a mass shooting, the local gun control movement, the gun grabbers, the pro-criminal safety movement, were out uh, looking for uh, looking for basically making money off the bodies of the dead. A woman named Rachel Joseph, who leads a group called Survivors Lead. Uh, who, by the way, she might tell you that uh, her aunt was murdered by a gun. A gun, not a perpetrator, not someone with motives, not someone with uh, with, a, with a backstory, not someone, not a not a criminal case uh, involved that involved actually finding out why this person took the gun and, and shot Rachel Joseph's aunt tragically, and something that I wish we could not have. But to Rachel Joseph, it wasn't the perp's fault because she never ever ever mentions the perp. It's always the gun. Rachel Joseph leads a group called Survivors Lead, which is people who are related to people who were attacked with firearms in some capacity or another, they say, um, which makes me want to start a group called Non-Victims Lead because, of course, I, who repelled a burglar or actually two burglars 30 years ago next month uh, with a rifle, never had to fire a shot, of course, but um, I think non-victims should lead, actually. Those of us who've turned Perhaps I'd like to think turn people's lives around by scaring them out of a life of crime, hopefully 30 years ago. I'd like to meet those two fellows who were rummaging through the first floor of my house back then and see if uh, having a homeowner with a rifle at the top of the stairs may have made him find Jesus. Anyway, Rachel Joseph uh, tweeted yesterday, I received three fundraising emails from Gifford's Courage in the last 24 hours. Survivors Lead One is the only 100% survivor-led gun reform organization, and we will never fundraise over bodies. So, Rachel Joseph is victim-splaining Gabby Giffords? A woman who was shot in the head by an insane man? By the way, who who for all of the awful things she does on the second amendment actually realizes that there was a person holding the gun <laughs> this is who the good guys are up against in this battle this is <laughs> victim splaining someone who was shot in the head oh god bless see you all next time uh, which will be tomorrow i'll be in for brad carlson out on assignment i'll be back tomorrow one of the three o'clock tune in then till then Good night. God bless you all. God bless America. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. 
Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. And with Tums on the go rolls, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. Nineteen ninety-five comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Read all the testimonials. Find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just nineteen ninety-five or 95 cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll free. 1-800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.